Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Okay, welcome in. Wednesday edition, Three Dudes with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is still driving the bus. And I don't see Mr. York. Uh, Coach, is he coming in or are we? Yeah, we got. All right, there's okay. Clayton Harris. Clayton's coming in, yeah. Clayton, Clayton's still out there driving the bus. How are you, man? Now we can't hear you, Clayton. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. We can see him, but we can't hear him. All right. And I think we assume dude number one, Mr. Jim York, is still on his way in. Uh, but occasionally he has some things. Primarily he uh, works. Uh, he's a member of the Murray County Election Commission, and uh, sometimes they have morning meetings, and we appreciate his service. Uh, regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning. So good to be here with everybody. And Ron Hart, back for an Encore Wednesday edition. Native son, favorite son of Columbia. How are you, man? Ron, can you hear us? He's taking a sip of his coffee. Well, Ron, we can see you talking, but we can't hear He's you. He's muted. you got to unmute yourself there, man. Mr. York's here now. Hey, Mr. York, good morning. <laughs> All these have been muted. Hear. All right, can't hear you either, Mr. York. Okay. The host would like you to unmute. Yeah. You, want me to, you don't want me to unmute, do you? No, no, no. No, 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 you're fine. Stay muted. <laughs> Dun, dun, I don't know why that's not dun, picking up. Dun, All right, we just dun. you know we're getting there. Uh, Miss mm-hmm. York, can, can, we can we can't hear you. No, we still can't hear you. Uh, Clayton, we can't hear you either. All right, let's let's go with who we got. Maybe we can figure it out, Miss York. Okay, we, now we, try. What's that? Now try. Hey, Clayton, we can hear you. There you are. Miss York? Testing, testing. There you go. We got you. Good morning, Miss York. Dude number one. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. They're both here. All right. Good morning. Good morning. We got got a full house of somebody that just always in controversy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. But what this show is going to be about today, first of all, we got uh, about the legislative special session. Uh, Representative Scott Sapecki is with us. Good morning, Representative Specky. Good morning, everybody. And Olivia Adams with Main Street Murray spent the uh, week up at uh, the Tennessee State Capitol, the Hill as it's called, and uh, as a reporter for Main Street Murray. And so we'll hear her, her observations on the special session. Now, Scott, you know we're we're good. Just but uh, I mean I've been calling the legislative special session an S show I all... think Scott would agree with that honestly <laughs> I've been calling it an S show all week I've blamed the governor primarily for ever calling it and I've criticized the legislature for not adjourning within the first hour and just going home uh, but I haven't said that you know I've said it and I'm moving on uh, what did happen what what was or was not uh, what's your view on the special session Scott well there were some uh, there were three bills that the uh, governor wanted us to pass that we did pass there were another uh, 26 bills that the uh, Rep- uh, House Repu- House uh, Republicans basically thought were good uh, legislation to provide 
provide for a safer Tennessee for our students and our and our uh, citizens. Also provide greater access to mental health. Um, there was real negotiations going on on last Tuesday between the House and the Senate about uh, that type of legislation and what was going to pass and what needed to pass now and what could wait till January. And then something happened. Something happened on Tuesday afternoon because I went up to talk to Chairman Lumberg in education because we were looking at three or four bills in education that we were going to pass that we needed to pass. And then he came and told me we're not passing anything. So something happened between House leadership and Senate leadership on, on Tuesday afternoon. Okay, And then that's what changed the whole dynamic between the two, and that's what led to a lot of the controversy in the, uh, in the General Assembly between the, the House and the Senate. Now, um, you know, we knew, and <laughs> you didn't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out what was going to happen with the two Justins up there. We knew what was coming. But just because you know what's coming... That's Justin Pearson and Justin Jones. Right. Doesn't mean you have to back away from that. You have to... Democratic legislators. From Memphis and Nashville. Yeah, you just got to move forward with business because the people of Tennessee expect us to do the business. We did pass three three bills that the governor wanted. The first one was uh, uh, expanding the... Tax cuts for gun safes that are they're tax free. That's now permanent, and also expands the uh, the free gun lock program. So anybody that wants a gun lock for their gun, they could they can get one for free. There is no charge for it. Uh, there'll be multiple places that they'll be distributed. So that did pass. The other thing we passed was the the TBI report on human trafficking. If you don't think that this is a problem in our state and our country of human trafficking, it is. I, I, I think it is. It is. And with, with the border the way it is, there. There are so many young women and young men that are being brought into our country by people who they think they are their friends, and they're turning them out, getting them to these human traffickings or to sex trades. And it is here in Tennessee, and so we are gonna we are going to double down on this, and we are going to try to eradicate this. You will see a big package coming next session in January on human trafficking and trying to do away with that, and really take a bite out of these cartels in Tennessee to tell them that you will not do business in Tennessee when it comes to human trafficking or to sex trades. And, and then lastly, that's, that's well taken. And then lastly, uh, there was a, there's a problem statewide between all of the different court clerks. Some have real good technology, some don't. And so the TICS system, and Delk, you know what that is. That's, that is the reporting mechanism that when you go to get a background check on something, that is what they, they put the information in and it comes back with any once warrants, holds on you, whether or not you can have a firearm or not. Right. But, but there's, it's been sort of notoriously uh, outdated. Well, incomplete. Right. Uh, and so yeah. we have put in place now a law that says you have 72 hours to get that information into the tick system. If you were convicted of a felony or mentally adjudicated to say that you have a mental health issue, to make sure that it is it is as close to real time as we can get so that we don't have something happens today and it takes seven months for it to get into the tick system. And by the by, in that time, that person has purchase three or four firearms that they should not have been able to purchase, especially a felon, right? So we passed those three bills. And then the th- and then what we also did was we, we kind of, in the House, we kind of felt that when this negotiations fell apart, the only recourse we had was through appropriations, 
right? So we slid a lot of stuff from legislation that we ran in the House right. into appropriations so it would happen. And so here's the list of the things that we did through appropriations. We put $50 million into mental health care providers to help make up the difference. Mental health care providers are not paid what, like you would get paid for 10 care, they're paid less. And so there is no incentive for them to help the indigent or those that don't have good health care to get mental health treatments. Health care insurance. Right. And so we are going we got fifty million we set aside for that to help get those payments up so that now they have an incentive to help people who have mental health issues. We put thirty million dollars into higher education for, for the safety grants. If you look at our college, look what happened in North Carolina, right? Our college campuses are almost impossible to secure like our K through twelve schools because they're city blocks long. Right, right. And they're scattered campuses. And, and, yeah. and so you've got every 50, 60 minutes, you have half the campus walking around outside. So we thought that was an issue. So we wanted to do something right now. There'll be more coming in January, $30 million for higher education. And that is public and private, that they can pull money down to help, to help secure th- their campuses even more. We also put $10 million with the Department of Education for school safety grants. And the reason why is I was running the bill that would have given, if you could not reach the memorandum of understanding between the superintendent and law enforcement to provide SROs, because Metro Davidson said they weren't going to put them in the elementary schools. Right. The problem is charter schools are under the purview of the local education association. So that would also preclude the charter schools from pulling down those grant monies to put SROs in their schools. So now what we did is we put $10 million with the Department of Education because my bill didn't pass because the Senate didn't take it up. Right. So we can bypass the, 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 the problem, and now those charter schools can apply directly to the Department of Education to pull that grant money down for SROs to protect those schools. Okay. Uh, $12 million uh, for current and prospective mental health professionals for recruitment and retention. So we're trying to incentivize more people to get into those mental health professions. And we're trying to incentivize more people to move from other states here to take up residence to help fill the gaps in mental health across the state of Tennessee. We put $3 million into a public behavioral health scholarship program for people to go to school and draw money down who want to become those behavioral health people. $4 million in the behavioral safety net program to be used for mental health services so that nobody who is seeking mental health will fall through the cracks. If you have an issue and you want to get help, we will get you help in Tennessee. We will get you help. $1.6 million in reduction of the sales tax. We've eliminated, like I said, the sales tax on gun safes. We think it's a good idea to have guns stored in gun safes, right, in your home to protect them, right? Okay. So we eliminated the sales tax on that. That is now permanent. And then lastly, we put $1.1 million into a, uh, a program to promote safe storage of firearms when, you, when you're not on your person. Just make sure they're secured properly. Get the gun lock if you have to, but just make sure you know where your guns are and they're secured properly. So those are some of the things we've done to try to get around the animosity that is what's happened between the House and the Senate in this session. And you don't know what happened? You I, don't do, have... I do know what happened. So you don't want to share that? I don't want to share it right now. Okay. But but it was a it was a personality thing that, that, that rose up between some leadership members, and it killed the whole thing. And we will be addressing that as a caucus when we get back up there. 
Well, Scott, you've listed some solid accomplishments. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you the perspective from Columbia, and I suspect from Pulaski and Jackson and wherever, mm-hmm. has just been that the whole thing is sort of, I mean, all the Justin Jones and the Justin Pearson and all that, mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a, a bunch of loony tunes that collected in the state capitol and uh, this just gave them a stage to all we've seen is the looney tunes and uh and now they all know each other and know each other's email addresses and probably be organized to do all this junk again you know what Del? and that's the job yeah the job is to go up there and it doesn't matter and, and when you're dealing well you know what we're up against a bump you want me to just pause right here mike come back to this yeah, well, well, we got a minute. Go ahead, Scott. So the the thing you have to realize is I know there's rules on the House floor. Number one, I understand the decorum also up there, too. I understand the way I'm supposed to conduct myself as a representative. I also understand that where am I? I'm in the House of Representatives of the state of Tennessee, right? So you're expected to behave yourself in a certain manner, right, and treat others like you should want to be treated. The problem you have is you've got a couple individuals up there that don't care. They don't care about the rules. They don't care about the decorum. They're there for themselves. They're there to make themselves famous. For the PR moment. Right. Yeah. They're there to, to raise money for their own good. Right. And they're there not to represent anybody in Tennessee. They're there to represent their own selfish values. How do you pass rules to make them conform? Because as soon as you, you call the rules on them that they violated the rules, they claim racism. Well, I notice Olivia. All right, well, we are up against a break here, and, and Olivia Adams is a reporter with Main Street Murray. This is this was Olivia. This was, was your introduction to the Tennessee State mm-hmm. Legislature, yeah. was it not? So you yes. sp- you spent a week up there uh, and got an experience you had never had, weren't familiar with. All right, let's take Quite a break. An experience, yes. yeah. Let, let's take a break and let you tell us about that. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Three Dudes with a View, Wednesday edition. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. I think we got everybody hooked up and working now. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? 
Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Are you still out driving the bus? I, I'm parked currently, but uh, yeah, we uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right, we got a lot of people. Native son, favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How you doing? Good morning. All right, and uh, Debbie Matthews, a regular special guest dude. How are you? Good morning, and I'd like to say real quick, I had dinner with Teresa Smith and her daughter Suzanne Jordan last night of Title and Associates, and they said, you know, we love listening to WKOM in the morning. We love that we have a local radio station still that talks about local things, and just went on and on. About you, Delk. So, well, thank you. Yes. Well, they listen every day. So, thank you. Now, Ron, uh, you've got a got this uh, Alabama hat on. Are you making a statement there? No, football season's starting, and uh, yeah, Alabama. My two cousins play for Alabama, so I got went to the University of Memphis, and so we had no football program back then. I got so, you. Let's see. Here adopt now. them, like them, and, and is does college ball start this weekend, Coach? Yeah. Okay. So we'll have uh, Alabama on this station and Tennessee on our sister station WKRM FM one hundred three point seven, and it's going to be good to get football started again. Uh, we're talking today about the, the the special session of the legislature, which uh, was gavel to a close yesterday. I think although there seems to be some dispute over who had the gavel uh, and. Uh, we are adjourned. <laughs> they're adjourned. And uh, so we're talking about what happened or didn't happen during that special session. Uh, we've got Representative Scott Specky with us. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, everybody. And Olivia Adams, a reporter with Main Street Murray, who was totally unfamiliar with the Tennessee legislature and spent the week up there at this special session. And Olivia, welcome. Welcome. Thank uh, you for having me. All right. What did you see? What happened? What, what were your, this was something you had never seen before? Well, Chaos, for sure, yesterday. I mean, there had been chaos every day, right? But, um, so yesterday there was what appeared to be was an altercation chaos. between... There's no know. chaos up there. It's organized dissent. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, between Speaker Sexton, after um, he had a, we had adjourned, we, like I have anything to do with it, but they had adjourned, and Justin Pearson, he's considered one of the Tennessee three. All and right. actually, Justin Pearson, Representative Shirley Johnson of Ju- Gloria, Gloria Johnson, Gloria Johnson yeah. of Knoxville, yeah. and then Justin Jones of Nashville. Now, I think she was over there with her with her sign, um, but she wasn't very close to the speaker. The ones that were right in his face were the two Justins, Justin Jones, Justin Pearson. They were holding up signs. And well, was this seemed, on the House floor? Oh, yeah. It was after uh, everything was adjourned. It, it was up by the dais where the speaker is. Okay. And they were very, very close to him, right in his face, yelling, um, obviously very upset. You know, they wanted to put a bill out or, or not. Was it a bill? No confidence vote. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that didn't go very well, what, what they had hoped. But anyway, so they're, they're screaming at him. They're all up in his face. And, and people are debating whether who shoved who. Um I was. I attended a press conference with uh, uh, Speaker Sexton yesterday, and then uh, Jeremy. Fa- I get his last phase on, and then uh, the leader Lamberth. And um, Sexton said, you know, with all these people, he couldn't really get a, a clear path when he was walking. Everybody was in his face, and his security guard had his arm around him, and the security guard seemed to have like ac- accidentally. Not pushed him, but they're trying to move bumped, the speaker through the crowd. They've got to get him forward, out. Bumped him forward, bumped him forward to get him out, and it 
other people took it as speaker sex and, you know. They're framing it that way. Yeah, that speaker sex and pushed Justin Pearson. Um, I mean, everybody has their own opinion about that when they watch the video, but, you know, Speaker Sexton said, no, that's that's not what happened. Um, and Leader Lambert said, you know, he was assaulted. He was, Sexton was assaulted by this guy and that this guy is just out of control. One of the Justins? Yeah, he was talking about one of the Justins. Okay, so now, yeah, but I, now, I understand there's actually a, a fight over the gavel. Well, that was afterward. Justin Jones went up and, you know, I think everybody essentially had had left. The leaders had left at that point, but some of the press was still up in the gallery. And he went up and he grabbed the gavel and just started banging it. And I think he said he was trying to, like, mock speaker sex. And whenever he says out of order. So he just kept saying out of order, out of order, out of order. So this was after the session. Yeah. This, the legislature had ceased doing business yeah. at this point. I mean, the House had. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, uh, the 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 problem you have. Well, you were right in the middle of. Yes, it. <laughs> I was. Uh, the, the the two Justins, and I understand they're upset, but they lost control. They lost control of their emotions. They lost control of their ability to reason because they were so incensed, feeling they were wronged, that they crossed over a line where they just lost control. Justin Jones, even after we adjourned, sitting up at the dais where the speaker sits banging the gavel, reminded me of of a temper tantrum, right? Just throwing a temper tantrum because they didn't get their way. There were no rules in in procedure that were broken on the House floor. None. Zero. Because the clerk wouldn't have let us do it. His job is to keep us legal. So what's the difference between Justin Jones and the the guy with the horns on January sixth sitting in Well, I, I'm office. not gonna I'm not gonna comment on well, that. Well, okay. But Justin because Jones these are, these are representatives. Well they are PR people. I mean they are looking for a PR moment to mm-hmm. generate funds. I think that's what Well, uh, you know, I argue points and I lose points. Trust me, I am still fighting to get Murray County an impact fee, right? But I don't lose my temper. When we lost a voting committee last year, you thank the committee for their time. You turn around and walk out and you go fight the battle another day. That's right. I, I, you don't throw a temper tantrum in, 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 the, in the well and you start calling people names. I, I don't see it as losing temper. These people came to right. use this special session as a stage right. for a, a, to act out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to raise money. And, I, you know... And I know Coach Mike's over here nodding his head. I mean, and the perspective here is if the legislature had just adjourned, then these people could have gone out into the streets and yelled and hollered all they want, stewed in their own juice. Well, you know? it, but, but remember, remember, Delk, it does, the, <laughs> as long as they're sitting there in those seats, they're going to keep coming to the House floor and they're going to keep challenging and they're going to keep pushing and they're going to keep disrupting. And as as adults, we've got to figure out how we can move forward because we've got a 50-something billion dollar budget we have to pass next year because there are people in the state that depend on the roads to be fixed, the, everything to run, right? And you, so you, this is the saddest part. Yeah. I listened to him on the House floor. 
And they talk about how they want to protect the people of Tennessee. They want to provide better mental health. They want to provide safer schools, right, and protect our kids, right? They and, argue and these that. these people, they don't, they're a super minority. But, they but, but Doug, here's the they problem. They don't have the votes to do diddly. But here's the problem. They can be part of the solution, but every one of those bills, the school, the SRO bill, they all, the Tennessee three voted against. I know. And that was my the, confusion is, I mean, they, they, you they, want to protect the children. And like I said, I don't know that they're not, they don't have enough votes to pass a water fountain bill. You know, I mean, right. it's, it's and, 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 and so everything that we're they're passing, a super minority and the people of Tennessee are quite happy with that. But everything that, that, that we're trying to do to provide for a safer and a better Tennessee, they're voting against. Now you need to start looking at that. If you're there, if you're their their constituents, right? Why would you vote against putting an SRO in a school? Why would you vote against? No, that's not what they're about. Well, and that's the point, Doug. They, they is, don't. They don't care about that. So there's no rule that we're going to pass to to make them. We conform. gave them a platform, and both of them represent the most violent communities in the state of Tennessee. And, and, but the special session was supposed to be about safety. So that gave right. that gave them a stage to act out about gun control. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't see that in a regular session. I mean, you're going to have protesters and all that kind of thing. Mr. York, what's your perspective here? What What do you want to ask or say? You know, my cup is about full listening to the BS y'all putting out. All right, well, I figured. <laughs> so that's, that's why I called thing, on you. One yeah. thing is that the House... That was a special session that the governor called for a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and the gutless representatives didn't deal with that issue at all. They passed all other kinds of legislation. It was about guns. Guns. And nobody in tennis in the legislature wants to deal with guns. You place rules on the did. house to, to curtail speech. You're always talking about freedom of speech. What's the rush? You get paid to be up there to listen to someone talk about the issues. You put rules where you cut the mics off. That's not freedom of speech. You don't respect members, but you want to be respected. You got a super majority. You can pass what you want to pass. But gee whiz, when you got mamas up there grieving for their dead babies that got killed in covenant, and you make no positive response toward a solution. You addressed all other kind of issues, and then you you represent people, and Justin Jones and Justin Pearson represent the people that sent them there. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly voted in as representatives for the state of Tennessee. Well, that's the one thing I agree with y'all, Mr. There's a lot of that I agree with Jim about. They should be respected, and you should address the issues that the governor called a special session for. But you're gutless and you, you're buying locks from the NRA or wherever, whatever gun manufacturer make them, and you're giving them out free. So you're paying the gun manufacturers twice. Mr. York, should they have been holding signs in, in Mr. I, I, I would have done different. They were in a space, but, you know, when you're in a crowd and people are pushing and the guy behind him was pushing Sexton, I watched the video frame by frame. And when when Justin, when Scott Sapickney pretended that he didn't see the crowd coming his way, he backed up into it. The guy behind Sexton pushed Justin Pearson's in, in a squeeze and, and Scott Sapickney continued to back up. I guess that's the way you block when you play football, right? Well, but, Mr. York, I but, mean, but I- here's the deal. You're not doing service 
for the citizens of the state of Tennessee. You're BSing us. You're passing all kind of bills, but you won't address the issue. If you're getting paid to debate and talk for hour after hour after hour, you ought to do it until it's hashed out. But you all want to curtail speech, but you want everybody to hear you. All right. I'm, so I'm going to read a quote. Justin Jones put this up uh, oh, three days ago. And uh, you're right, Scott. He's obviously very, very angry. But I, well, I've read well, this. What would you do, Delk, if every time you try to participate, you get cut off at the mic? Is participating shoving signs in up the there. Well, go ahead, Ron. He's getting more oxygen, Mr. York, than anybody up there. He is stifling debate by by doing all. Mr. This Mr. York, Mr. York, well, let me t- calls, hold on, Mr. Calls that. Hold on, Mr. York. Let, let's the set legislature the- calls that because they expelled the man, and then he got voted back in office overwhelmingly. M- Mr. York, personal thing. That's the ego thing on his part. He's, he's he's tying up the whole state legislature over his own personal ego fundraising. Mr. Mr. They York. get paid to listen to debate. <laughs> Mr. York, let, let's let's un, let's unpack a couple things you said, sir. First of all, in the General Assembly during the special session, if you would mark down the amount of time each representative spoke on the House floor, and I got Olivia here with me, would you say that the two Justins dominated the bulk of the conversation up there on each bill coming forward? Yeah, yeah, from what yeah, I observed, yes. And Scott, I, I want to read this quote from Justin Jones. It was posted about like three days ago, and I've read it over and over and over. I've had other people read it. And I read it to mean some very bad – well, I'm going to read it to you. But people who've also read it agree with me on how I read it. Representative Justin Jones says, another mass shooting, this time in Jacksonville. He's talking about the Dollar General shooting down in Jacksonville. This was an act of racial terrorism and the kind of white vigilante violence against black Americans deeply embedded in our nation's history. We must disarm hate and tackle white supremacy now. No more excuses. Now, I'm and I've had I've read I read that to say that he considers all white people to be white supremacists. He does. And, and he I, didn't say that, Del. He didn't say that. Yes, no, he did. Mr. That, York, that Mr. is what he said, on. Mr. York. That's just a bold and and what what he well, that's I don't I I'll read it again after the break. I don't see any other way to read this. Well, I just he want said, to know, yeah. the, the other thing. The other so thing he says. Right, you can't read straight. The other thing he says here is what most of us have surmised all along. The purpose of gun control legislation is to disarm white people, period. And that's all it's ever been. Mr. Mr. York, Mr. York to, to, to your point, you can go back and watch his speeches on the House floor. He accuses every member of the General Assembly who's white of being a white supremacist, every one of them. Go back and listen to his rhetoric, Mr. York. And here's the other thing. And, and can you imagine if, if, if actually some kind of gun ban uh, was passed where police start going through, you know, Democratic areas, black areas, doing stop and frisk and seizing stolen guns? They would howl. They would absolutely howl. This, the well, purpose of gun control legislation is to disarm white people who are who, uh, according to the Justin Joneses of the world, are every one of them are white supremacists. There's no other way to interpret this. 
And the real, the real gun, the real gun issue is black on black guns. So I don't is. know why they're blaming. It. How many right. white guys don't shoot come black up people with that stuff? Well, but they let they let the manifesto of the Jacksonville shooter out, but not the one in on Covenant. So. All right, we're breaking. Seventy-five percent. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Stay comfortable and relax all summer long. Heller is keeping you chilling with free outdoor gear when you upgrade your home's essential systems. We're giving away free Yeti camping chairs, coolers, backpacks, and more with the purchase of select new HVAC systems, whole home generators, and tankless water heaters. Stay chilling all summer long. Book your appointment at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Avenue and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. edition i am dude number three del kennedy uh today we are talking about the special session of the legislature called called by governor bill lee which adjourned yesterday this call generally was to address safety and school safety in tennessee i think that would be a general description of the call uh, although the specifics of the call are very important but that's uh it was a general call about generally it was a call about uh, safety and school safety in Tennessee. All right, dude number two, Clayton Harris has entered the building. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. I got one question I want to ask uh, Scott Sapickney. All right, Scott's M- Scott, Scott, Mr. York. Scott, Mr. York. My name is Scott Sapicki. There's no N in my okay, name. Okay, Scott Sapicki. Thank you, Mr. York. <laughs> All right, and Scott Representative Sapicki is with us. Of course, he was there's our, uh, at least he represents about half of Murray County in the legislature. Kip Capley represents the other half. Uh, but, uh, Mr. York, fire away. What's up? I was going to, you want to introduce the rest of the guests? Well, Debbie Matthews is I'm with here. us. Okay. Yep. I'm here. All right. Okay. And, uh, Olivia. Scott, and Scott, Olivia. I got one question. Have you uh, sit down? 
and and listen to the mothers that lost kids in covenant? Have you given them an opportunity to look you eyeball to eyeball and talk about what their issues are, which could bypass Justin Pearson and Justin Jones? Yes, sir. Multiple times. In fact, I spoke to him yesterday before I left. Spoke to him. Did you sit down in your office with a meeting with them? Yes, sir. Okay. How many Republicans have done that? Well, there's 75. I would say probably 65 of them to 70 of them. Okay. What did you take from the meeting with the mothers that lost kids at Covenant? Uh, They're very hurt. Uh, They're looking for solutions to a tragedy that happened in their life. Um, I think that they're they're reaching out to people that they think can solve their problem for them. Uh, some of the things that they that they came up with that we worked on that were good things about uh, the autopsies and things that they personally requested that we ran that we did. They asked for some things uh, on gun control that I'm just not comfortable doing, infringing upon people's rights. We are try- and we told them. We said we will be happy. To speak with you, and not we. What did you tell them? Oh, what well, did you tell them? I told them. I I told them. I am always someone that you can come to and talk to. I always listen to constituents. Sometimes I disagree with you, and I will tell you up front. I disagree with you, and and, and this is the reason why. I always give them a reason why. I just don't say I don't, I disagree with you. But uh, they were very polite. We had good exchanges back and forth. Uh, there was a vote that I took on uh, in committee that some people are saying is controversial. I think it was pretty cut and dry. And they came up and thanked me for my vote. And I said, hey, I just it was bad legislation. It's bad legislation. But I think, Mr. York, those are the conversations that if the Justins would engage us in, right, come into my office and sit down and just say, hey, can I talk to you? They've never reached out to anybody, and every time we try to reach out to them, Mr. York, they're all like, well, I'm going to record everything we say. Okay. Well, I'm like, well, why can't we just have a conversation man-to-man? Because that's not the and just, Because and, there's an integrity problem on the House floor. Well, I don't have any integrity problem. Well, you might have one, and there are other members of, of the representatives that have integrity problems. But, Mr. York, why can't, as men, I mean, you and I, Mr. York, we don't agree on everything, but... We can still have a conversation about it. You, know, you, you have your views, Mr. York, and you're allowed to have your views, and you're allowed to, to, to voice them to, to your representative. Hey, Scott, can you rewind just a minute? Did you say that you have autopsy information on the killer at Covenant? No, the, the autopsy. Well, one of the bills that we ran was from the Covenant Mothers. And the, that was sponsored by Lambert. By right? Lambert. He really pushed that. All right. That Libby, it, it, Libby it, Adams, Main Street Mark. Sorry. That it did fail in Good the end. Libby, yeah. because so the Senate didn't so we it. don't know what the blood was in the blood. Of no, 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 no. Let me back up. Okay. The odd, there was an individual who hit the department with a Freedom of Information Act right. to release the autopsies of the of the dead children. Oh, okay. And so it was it was to those parents it was kind of a violation of them, and so they wanted some parameters put on that. Like if if an autopsy is going to be released, you have to redact the names of the people and right. personal information. But you would know that it's associated with. But I don't. I'm not. I don't really. I would not have ever asked for an autopsy on a child, but I want to know about the autopsy on the killer. Has none of that, been none of that has been released. It's all and been, why has it not been released? Because it's all part of the manifesto, quote-unquote, and so it's tied up in the courts. So we're back to that every crime is political. 
and they're not on the even keel. So the person in Jacksonville's manifesto was released immediately mm-hmm. because it fit the national narrative. It was a white guy killing African Americans. However, mm-hmm. we've got a situation here. Now, also, Covenant was never told as a private school they couldn't have an SRO that they paid for to be there at any time, right? They could have had more security. All private schools can hire their own security, correct? Okay, ask that question because you asked it really quick. So, like, we have we have private schools here in Columbia. Yes. They're able to hire security for their campuses at any time without having to worry about what the state legislature says. Yes, they're allowed to okay. set their own school safety policies. Okay. So, and, I hope and, they set them. And from what I understand is Covenant did have a school safety policy, and Covenant did have an SRO. The questions that we have asked and have not been able to get answers to is – well, where was the SRO? Exactly. And so there's some issues there that we're trying to work through. Um, We don't anticipate getting the manifesto, and Delk knows how the courts work. We may not see this manifesto for two to three years. Who knows? I mean, you just don't know because it's going to be tied up, and and it's going to be after appeal, after appeal, after appeal. And I think there's 20-something lawyers, 20-something attorneys that are representing six or seven different parties in this. So that was one of the things that we had a concern with is, okay, if you're calling us into the session, and, and let's be honest with each, with everybody, it's, it was about the covenant shooting, yeah, right? right. If we're coming in because of covenant and people are asking us to do things, like Mr. York said, you know, having meetings with these parents, what issue am I trying to solve? You've got to give me the data so I can look at the issue and say, yes, this will solve the problem. Or you know what? I hear what you're saying, but this is the problem and this is not going to solve it. And Mr. York, I, I, I understand what you're saying. These parents, how do you, I don't know what to say to them, Mr. York. They lost a child in a shooting, but there are, there are parents in Memphis and in Nashville whose babies will not come home today because of crime in those cities. And these representatives, Mr. York, who are wearing us out, don't want to help fix the problem. If every representative in the state legislature sit down with those parents and had some understanding and had some empathy for what they're going through, then I think you all could come to some reasonable gun reform. But you fail to address the issue, period. I do have to say there were several, um, more than several Republican Olivia legislators. Olivia Adams, Main Street Murray. Sorry. Go, have at it, Olivia. Um, that, you know, made it very clear that they were unhappy with the Senate, that they wanted to take this much more seriously. I know um, Leader Lamberth, he was the one that I believe sponsored the bill to close the autopsies for the minors of victim crime. Uh, who've been victims of crime. Um, and he said that he every day speaks to, I believe, one of the mm-hmm. victims, yeah. um, one of the nine-year-olds um, speaks to his mother every single day. Um, so there are some that were working, I think, really hard on on passing some of these bills that shared their frustration with the Senate, um, some more than others. So I just want to there were there were bills, Mr. York, that we passed on the House floor that were in re- direct result from what happened in the covenant and hearing from the parents, and and we're going to make things better for us. And the Senate just chose not to do it. And it's it goes back to my original statement of something happened between leadership on Tuesday of last week, and the and the Senate changed changed their tone and shut it all down. That's a that's a a, a party problem. Well, it's, 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 it's a personal problem. Is, yeah, good for problem them. Is New York is African-Americans 
are eight to ten times more likely to be killed by a gun, be homicide. And 80 to 90 percent is black on black crime. Mr. Use this covenant thing as a showcase. Where do you expect the crime to be? To go to a, a Caucasian neighborhood and kill up some Caucasians? Well, all those Caucasians know, are armed, but like they're not killing each other. Problem it's right going to happen. It's going to address some different issues, and you're, you're projecting on this issue. And, 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 I, and I've read the stat. I, I don't have it in front of me. I have the other two in front of me. But I read the stat from Cody Wong, who's the DA in Chattanooga. It says seventy percent of gun violence are guns stolen. From cars or whatever that people steal the guns, they go into bad. That's bad true. They they're always stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're always stolen, stolen because people don't secure them. You ought to have a law. Yeah. Well, it, well, well you can get a lot now. All right, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! I appreciate everybody's input. We got to keep this organized somehow. Olivia, uh, you were this, of course, the first time you've spent uh, a week in the legislature, and you know, of course, you were there and got to hear who got to speak, the representatives when they in session, and I. Think I think you remarked during the break, and tell me if I'm wrong, that Justin Jones and Justin Pearson got the, uh, they got more speaking time in the assembly than anybody. I would say so, yes. Yeah. So they go, they were heard. They didn't need to go out into the hall and sub signs in people's faces to be heard. They they were heard. Yeah, I would have done that a little different. I wouldn't have, I would have vi- wouldn't violate the personal space, but they have a right to have signs. That's freedom of speech. Listen, yeah, but, I've been and, at this state until every representative yeah. listens to the story of those moms that have dead children. I don't think anything's going to change in the legislature. Well, I want to hear black moms that live in Memphis or Nashville sitting and talking about their child getting shot on a street corner. I want to hear from those moms, too. Mr. Mr. York, the next time I go to Memphis to talk to those <clears throat> to talk to those mothers about their children, I hope you'll come with me. and I'll invite you to come with me, because when you hear their stories about pleading with me, to make education better for their kids so that they have better options and better choices. Mr. York, a lot of these crimes that are happening in our inner cities are a direct reflection of a lack of education. And a lack of fathers. And, and, and now they don't, they don't have any hope in life, so they result in crime. So. That's well, right. I, okay. But again, education I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, is the bottom line I'm, I'm for all, go, a lot of this stuff. Absolutely. Fathers are I, the bottom line for I, a lot of this stuff. I'm going to go back to what Justin Jones said, and this is a quote. This was an act of racial terrorism, the kind of white vigilante violence against black Americans deeply embedded in our nation's history. We must disarm hate and tackle white supremacy now. You know. That's disarming hate, Dale. That's not No, you got to get Caucasian. it in context. He's tall. He's he's Does saying all Caucasians hate. He's saying that he's saying we all hate. We're all white supremacists. Well, are, are and he's saying that hate? the purpose of gun control is to disarm white people. My oh, mind is closed. My he mind is closed hate. to any I'm gun legislation. What he defines the haters as white people. Well, it looks like that happened in Jacksonville. Well, I, I, you know, if the purpose of gun control legislation is...